Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions. Connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. I found out one of the most amazing things concerning life, but especially Christian life and then especially missions is God, how how God brings them together and connects them. And uh, in my life, I have seen that happen again and again. And today, you're going to hear a story about the ministry that God is doing in individuals, but he did it in an amazing way, using the whole world to bring two people together to make a mission statement about God's grace. Nathan, I know you married a girl from Alabama. Your mother, Jan, she was raised in Memphis, Tennessee, and I was down here in northeast Mississippi. But at the right time, God just let us cross paths and just let us. Now, I think it was orchestrated. And I would say our producer here, Devin Patrick, and I I love his story about how he met Lene, his wife. They were on their way to India from different parts of the world, but God brought them together. God is a great connector, isn't he? Yeah, he uh, it's kind of like playing connect the dots game, you know. I love that. <laughs> as you're connecting the dots, you're following the, the instructions and hopefully doing it correctly where you're drawing the line from one dot to the next. And eventually, it start, starts taking a shape and a picture. Whoever designed the, and put those dots there in the first place knew what they were doing. We just got to follow the, the instructions to get to see the picture, and it takes a while. And that's kind of a picture of what it is following God, maybe the missional purpose he has for each of our lives. He's already got it platted out, and we have to follow the, his direction, his leadership as we, as we go to see the picture. Let's bring it down to real quick. It won't take but a minute. In other words, two believers, they meet, and it's in marriage. You have a missional purpose. Yes, for doing all that God wants you to do. And I think this story that you'll hear today will bless you for that. But we find that true in the Bible, don't we, Nathan? Yeah, there's uh, several places in the Bible where you see God actively connecting, whether it's mission partnerships, groups, uh, or just having the right person in the right place at his time to make that divine connection, that divine appointment that God has set up. A friend of mine, J.D. Payne, a missiologist, he talks about God being uh, the v- divine orchestrator of all these events. And it's for God's glory, but it's for our good as well. Amen. I I love that, and it's so true. And there's a passage in the book of Acts. I think it makes us aware of that, doesn't it? Yeah, Acts chapter 16. And we've read this a few times on this program, but I think it applies to what we're talking about today. Acts 16, verses 26, 27, Paul is preaching about the unknown God that he's making known to those that are in Athens. And he says this, see if you can follow the connections that Paul is making and how God has set that up. From one man, he has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times and the boundaries of where they live. He did this so 
They might seek God, and perhaps they might reach out and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Wow. When I hear that, I do see the connections, and you can follow them. You can look what happened in Jerusalem, and it didn't stay in Jerusalem. When we follow the life of Paul, we know he died in Rome, but there is the probability and great likelihood that he made his way all the way to Spain. And that is how soon in his life ended in about 65, 67 A.D. And in that period of time, before modern transportation, the message of Jesus Christ was going around the world. Speaking of Paul and his connections, real quickly, on the road to Damascus, he was saved. He goes to Jerusalem, but he meets Barnabas. And after that, he has to go to Arabia, spending some time there along with God. I call it the Arabian Seminary. Now, he had already been trained by Gamaliel. He had the uh, Old Testament down. He had it. And then he, all of a sudden, God took him aside and made the divine connections concerning the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And he comes back and he goes to his home. And then Barnabas is sent from Jerusalem up to Antioch. And in Antioch, he finds out those believers are real, and he decides to stay there. They started growing, and he decided, I need some help discipling these folks. What does he do? He goes to find Paul, who had (laughs) at that time gone back to Tarsus, his hometown. Yeah, and he brings him with him. Yep. And they stay there some years, and then he says what? Hey, it's time for us to leave. The Holy Spirit spoke to their hearts, and they would start the first missionary journey, Jerusalem. On the second one, Barnabas takes Mark and goes to Crete, uh, or Cyprus, excuse me, to Cyprus. Paul went up into Asia Minor with Silas. What a connection. Here yeah. it is. It's kind of that way. That with picture the story. Is, being, is being drawn as the dots Connected are being connected. Dots. Yeah. And so today we want you to hear this. Uh, it's an amazing testimony of what God is doing, what he has done, how he brings people together to accomplish his will. So our desire, Nathan, as much as anything on exploring mission is people to know God in reality and then to make him known. I mean, it's more than a cliche, isn't it? To know him and to make him known. That's a real purpose. That's our mission. That's our purpose. You can't make known someone who you don't know, but just knowing God if you really know him and the more you come to know him and grow and learn about him and, and walk with him and just daily uh, relate to him in prayer and reading the Bible and being led by the Holy Spirit, you're going to want to make him known because he's so great. And that's part of his purpose is to go or as we go, make him known. And what the cool thing is, is that he goes before us and he makes those connections for us. So when we preach, when we proclaim Christ, when we share Christ, he's already prepared someone to hear and to believe and and to follow Jesus as we do that. So don't miss those divine appointments of connections with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that this interview will bless you as it did me. Today, our guest on Exploring Missions is someone that uh, when I heard about it just a few days ago, uh, I took the opportunity to ask him to come into the studio for this interview, and I'm really excited about it. And uh, I'm going to take a stab at his name. I, being from northeast Mississippi and finding people who have, they're not Smiths or Browns, I have trouble enunciating. But it's Sergey Brozov. 
Yes, that's is that right. close? Oh, that's, that's oh, okay. perfect. Okay, well, I I took a step. I'd practiced a little bit, Sergey, so it was good. But you're with Chosen People, a ministry that's been around for quite some time. When I hear Chosen People, I think of a particular group. Am I zeroing in on that correctly? Yeah, that's that's correct. That's right. One group of people, specific group of people, and it's the Jewish population. Yep, the Jewish people. Not yes. just in one country, but around the world? All around the world. Okay. Well, Chosen People's a ministry. I had heard about it a little, but did not know the details. And when I got the brochure and I was going through it, I said, oh, yes, that's that's the one that I knew about and was excited about you coming and sharing with us. And it's been around for quite some time. Yeah, I think... Uh from the 1800s? 1800s, and started in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, started by Rabbi Leopold Cohen, actually. He was a Orthodox guy that came to faith. In Jesus Christ, and he wanted his, he, he's like Paul, wanted his kinsmen to know about Jesus, right? He wanted his people, yeah. And it started the ministry that touched many lives, and it's still touching lives. Yes. So we're talking about over 100 years old. We're talking about 120-something years, about 130 years ago. Right about 130, yes. Yeah, really, that's amazing. And evangelism is the is one of the parts, along with discipleship. You know, when the you look at the Great Commission and also you look at Acts 1-8, it's not just converts that you're looking at. You're looking at people coming to know the Savior and following Him. That's what chosen people do. Yes, evangelism, discipleship, and teach the church and how to reach the Jewish people because it's a very different group of people to reach. It's not like we can go and just to anyone, but Jewish people have a specific heart and God loved them so much. And the gospel started from them, from a Jewish Messiah, went all over the world, and now it's coming back. Amen. Well, let me just tell you on a personal note, one of my best friends is, a, is a, as he calls himself, a completed Jew. Jesus is his Messiah, and uh, he, he he turned his life around, and he's, it's a joy to be around him. And so we're talking about, again, a ministry that has branches just, uh, let, I, I counted at least 20-something like that from all the way from Australia, starting with the A's, to the United States and every a bunch of countries in between. So all around the world, you guys have ministries that's reaching the Jewish population because the Jewish population is in all of these locations, aren't they? Yeah, there's about 18 countries, I think, as of right now, we're operating, and the goal is to reach not just Jewish people, but to show the rest of the people that, hey, this is what we do. And of course, we are trying to specifically go to the Jewish people. Like, you know, Paul, every time visiting a place, went to a synagogue. Yeah. So every time when we go somewhere or a ministry is established there, Jewish people traveling there, like uh, Brazil, Israeli soldiers traveling to Brazil after the military, and they want to explore a little bit. So we'll, we'll meet them there. We'll have a place for them to stay, and they can hear the gospel. Well, amen. When I saw the list, I thought, well, of course Israel is there. And uh, let's, uh, we're, we're talking about that, but there's short-term ministry opportunities for people that would want to work with you guys. What, tell us a little bit about the short-term opportunities that, that they have for evangelism and hands-on training. Right. So uh, we do have short-term opportunities. We have something in New York called Shalom New York, 
And this is a two weeks, uh, a week to two weeks long uh, ministry opportunity to go and reach the Jewish people with the gospel. We do street evangelism. We do events during these two weeks. We invite people from the street that we meet. We ask them if they're Jewish, and if they're not, doesn't really matter. We'll still share the gospel. <laughs> but the thing is, it's if we meet somebody Jewish, we have an opportunity to tell them about their Messiah. So street evangelism and things like that going on th- during this week. There is ministry in Israel that we have uh, travels to Israel. I think in December, we have a dedication of our new center, and it's an opportunity for you to go see Israel and see our uh, Chosen People Ministry Center that's been built and going to be dedicated to full-time ministry. Are you guys filled up with that, or are you still looking for people that can go? People still can go. How would they? How, how would that happen? Would they have to go to your website, or how? Yes, literally go to Chosen People Ministries website, and you can see all, all the things that are going on. Yeah, you can go to the website and chosenpeople.com. That's it. I saw that, and I wanted to make sure. So if you're interested in that opportunity to Israel, that way you're doing two things. You're getting to visit Israel, which is an experience beyond uh, our, your belief, but you also have an opportunity to minister and be trained, uh, getting getting more for your uh, money that you pay, sounds like there. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, uh, we we have something very exciting, actually, too. Um it's called Outreach Israel. It's for young adults, for people in their 20s, in their 30s that uh, just want to go to Israel for travel for about a month. Yeah. And they go for a full month and a full-time hands-full ministry. We minister to Holocaust survivors. We have food uh, pantries uh, for people we need. Uh, travel all around the places where Jesus went, see the country together with being a part of the ministry itself. So amazing. Did they go to the Holocaust Museum while they're there? Yes, yes. Uh, That is, I'm not Jewish, but I am telling you that was a gut-wrenching experience to to view uh, all that took place there and walk through the Garden of of Remembrance where they remember the heroes, I call them heroes, that tried to make a difference in that situation. I, I, It's worth going just to visit that as well. And so besides where Jesus walked. And so I, I give the full uh, support to that. Also, full-time service. There's those that uh, raise their money, and they're uh, working with chosen people full-time, doing training in evangelism. So uh, someone might Look at that and say, do you have to be Jewish to be a part of that group, or is it open to others as well? Yeah, it's open to everyone who has a heart amen, to Jewish, amen. Jewish people. Well, I, I believe every Christian ought to have the heart for, for all people, but a, a, a little special Jewish people because, again, our Savior, our Messiah, the anointed one, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, he is the one. Well, I want to center a little bit on you, and then we'll come back at the end and give more information about chosen people that if they want to be a part of that and share in the ministry, they can do so. But I was reading your story, and it's very interesting. You were born in Ukraine? Yes, sir. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Man, in the news these days, do you still have loved ones there, or do you know? My dad's family is still there. They're still there. Uh, as far as I know, they're a little farther away from the war. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about it. Wow. Well, right now, 
I've tried to help people to understand the difference in a corrupt government and the people who are a part of that country. And people that are good, they're followers of Christ, many of them. Some of them are just great citizens, Jewish culture. They're there, and they're suffering for the difficulties that are going on and uh, supporting the people. Uh, we're praying for them, and we've been praying for them. We continue to do so. Well, did you leave Ukraine at an early age? Yes, I was five. I was five when my Can mom you remember I... being in Ukraine, or is that too <laughs> I... far back? Actually, not a lot, but I visited since. So okay. I, I remember the places. Okay. And where did you move? Uh, I moved to Israel. Oh, wow. What was it? I know it was planned, but what do you remember? I know you were five, but what brought that about? Your parents wanted to go and. Um, my mom, my mom mostly. So it's brought by a little tragic uh, circumstances because my dad uh, and my mom got divorced. Okay. My biological father was abusing drugs too much, and my mom didn't want this life. So she asked my grandmother where she should go, and my grandmother said, Well, you know, we're Jewish. And during the Soviet Union, they've been hiding that. So it's not really like too much to talk about that as being Jewish. But she told her and my mom was like, whoa, I'm going to go to Israel. And that's how we moved. We moved to a friend of hers from school that she knew in Ukraine that she went to school with. Her friend moved to Israel and uh, we both moved after them. Wow. Do you have any siblings? Yes, I actually have six siblings. Six. Did all of you go at that time or were they some born later? No, they're all born later. Yeah, they're all born in Israel except of me. Okay, so you're the one that made the trick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I'm trying to get my mind around the map. Uh, you had to go through several countries. I guess y'all flew from Ukraine to Israel. Yes, we did. And it's actually so interesting because at the time we were not believers. We did not believe in Jesus. We had zero relationship with God. And my mom never heard the name Jesus in the house. But the ministry that helped us, it's a ministry from Holland that helping people to move to Israel. And we did not know that until we came to faith. When we came to faith, my mom kind of connected to them. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we believe in Jesus, and we think the Jewish people have to be in Israel. <laughs> Amen. I, I can't help but make the connection with Corrie Boom in Holland, her, the hiding place, and yeah. all of the... God's amazing, isn't he? It is, yeah. You just it said it. You didn't know it. The connections were made later. And uh, I, can you imagine what heaven's going to be like when we are able to make all those connections for sure? You know, we always talk about because one generation shared with another generation the good news of Jesus Christ. My generation can know about Christ. But one of these days in heaven, I believe one of the greatest things in heaven is going to be able to look at that and see how it was passed down from this one to this one to finally get to, to us. And then, I hope it doesn't end there. I hope Do we have a responsibility of passing it on, Sergey? Yeah, we have to. We have to continue passing the word. Yeah, We have to continue passing the gospel, and that's what my heart for so you, you guys got to, to Israel and went to a Messianic congregation, and uh, your mother remarried then, I guess. Yes, she remarried around 2001, 2002, yes. And, and are you, is your sibling still in Israel, or some of them in the U.S.? No, all my family in Israel, yeah. They're still there? My whole family in Israel. Okay, yeah. you're the only one that got out and come <laughs> this way, huh? Yes, sir, yes. Okay, and, and you're in training, I understand. I am, I'm in school right now. Where? Um, 
I'm in Chicago in Moody Bible Institute. Amen. What a connection there is. You, you know, you're coming from generation, generation, and generation of, of w- what God has brought you from. Well, what are you studying? Is it Bible, religion, or language, or what's your subject there? Well, I'm doing a degree in Jewish studies, actually. Okay. So my degree is fully committed to the mission. And because I know Hebrew, because I grew up in Israel, I did not have to study Hebrew. Yeah. Uh, I took Greek. And it was well, hard. Greek's hard enough, but Hebrew, I, I never could. I have a hard time going right to left, much left, left to right. That's uh, true, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're studying everything about Jewish people. You know, we're studying how to reach them with the gospel. And it's amazing because I learned in the last couple of years how without even using the New Testament, I can point to Jesus yeah. and just show them everything. Well, uh, the two on the road to Emmaus, I just love that story when Jesus takes out the Old Testament and just shows them who he is through the Old Testament. And then I love to read the Gospels where the apostles, all of a sudden, those Old Testament scriptures that they had known, but now they really know them and pointing to Jesus, it makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it's just like making it all amazing just to see that. People studied the words for so long. They yeah. knew so much. And they, they were anticipating. They were waiting for the Messiah. Yeah. And here he is showing up. And the disciples met him. My friend that I do, the other program that I uh, do here on AFR, exploring the word, Alex McFarlane, uh, he was telling me about some Jewish people. He were talking to the rabbi. And they said, how do you handle the suffering Messiah and the conquering king? And he said, uh, we don't <laughs> said we you know said we just lay that down the reason because they can't it's all in Jesus Christ and if if you if you don't know who Jesus Christ is you're missing out on on who he is he is the suffering Messiah but he's also a conquering king that's who our Savior is isn't it Sergey yeah that's true that's that's amazing okay and you're married now. Yes, sir. I got married about a year ago. Okay. Now, let's make this connection. Uh, our headquarters is in Tupelo, Mississippi, northeast Mississippi. And uh, here you are, Israel, Ukraine, Chicago. What in the world brings you to Mississippi? And, and I'm going to do something for northeast Mississippi and give the location of where he's staying, Dumas. Now, I know where that is. I've preached there, and I've, I've got a lot of friends there. Matter of fact, the family you married is some of my friends. But how did this happen that you would marry a girl from northeast Mississippi? Well, it's actually funny because it's Ukraine, Israel, New York. So <laughs> Yeah, throw New York in there. <laughs> yeah, I moved to New York in 2019 to do missions, to yeah. come and work with Chosen People Ministry on the full time. And... My wife at the time that I did not know that she's going to be my wife, uh, she was working in the city. She's from Mississippi. Uh, she was adopted to a family. She's actually from China, adopted to a family in Mississippi. And she went to Mississippi State. And then uh, with her work, she moved to New York. So she's working in the fashion industry. And we just met. We just met one of the evenings uh, in our house in New York when we were hosting students for meals because... Every Friday, we host the students uh, from NYU, and we will share the gospel with them in one way. And she was coming with her friends, just yeah. like a friend that heard about a friend that there is something <laughs> happening. And we just became really close friends. And I guess during COVID, we just continue uh, talking a little bit more over the phone. Yeah. And then that's it. 
Wow. Now, let's let's try to put this together. She's born in China. You're born in Ukraine. Yes. You come to Israel. She comes to the United States, northeast Mississippi, and then both of you go to New York. Yep. Okay. I still don't understand how that happened. Yeah. Trace that. <laughs> Isn't God amazing it how is. he can bring about great things in what he's doing? Well, okay. After you get out of school at Moody, uh, what's plans for you? So I work right now with Chosen People Ministries. I'm a half-time student, half, well, kind of like full-time student, but half-time missionary. Okay. So I'm on staff with Chosen People. We're working together on as soon as I graduate to be our full-time staff. And okay. I will be able to do my projects that I have in mind, either in Chicago or we are still planning to move back to New York. If okay. God will allow that. And Is that a larger concentration of the Jewish population in New York City still? Yes, New York is the biggest place of Jewish pop- Jewish people outside of Israel. It's 1.2 million people. In New York itself. Yes. Wow. Jewish people, 1.2 million. Right there. Well, Sergey, people that would want to know more about the work of Chosen People, they can go to the website that's chosenpeople.com. Yes. And if they want to say, hey, man, I enjoyed Sergey, and I want to be a part of what he's up to, I noticed that they can look up your name there and support you and find out about what you're doing and what's going on. Yes, they can either Google it, actually, yeah. uh, Sergey Brosov, Chosen People Ministries, or they can go chosenpeople.com slash Sergey dash Brosov. Okay. And it will lead them straight to my testimony. It's yeah. right there. Uh, some media videos of me preaching in different churches and okay. a picture of me and my wife will show up. Well, I got to go there. I yeah. haven't done that yet, <laughs> and I want to do that. And yeah. uh, I'm so glad that Davises adopted her from China. Are, you're kind of glad of that, aren't you? I'm happy. I'm very happy <laughs> of that. Well, it, it shines on your face, and it's been a pleasure to talk with you and to get to know you. Uh, I, I feel like nearly we're fa- we are a family of God, aren't we? We are. But being connected with the, your kinfolks through marriage and me knowing them most of my life, uh, it, it's a joy to... I didn't know that when I was first talking with you. And you didn't know that about me when I talked to you either, did you? No, I just asked my mother-in-law and she said, oh, yeah, I know him. <laughs> well, I've, I haven't done like you did. I was born here in Northeast Mississippi. I did not... I wasn't born somewhere and come on over it. But I'm glad God brought you our way, Sergey. I'm happy to be here. And we're going to be praying that God would use you greatly and thank God for chosen people. And if you're interested in reaching the Jewish population, and it may not be a large population around you, but it also equips you to be able to talk with them in a, I would say, unique way to, uh, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. So, Sergey, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here on AFR.